Bam 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 Welcome to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. Do you say weekly in there? Uh, no. Well, I didn't either, so that's good. Okay, good. You hey, guys. <laughs> I'm Lisa Linky. I'm Misty Stinnett. And this is not our typical uh, Friday episode where no. you get a full book review, book report, Sorry book to disappoint slashing. you. Thank you, next. We have... The Weekly Beef. This is our mini-sode, our shorter, sweeter episode. Yeah. Where this is our time to experiment with all the supplemental self-help things that aren't books. Yeah. Check in on homework, see if there's something that we need to address from previous episodes. Yeah. And Trivia. maybe bring in a, a special guest. guest, like we did last week with Lisa's mom, who was so utterly delightful, Lisa. Thank you. So thank you for having her. Before we dive in, yeah, I need to check in with you on some homework. You do? Okay, so I uh, last episode, I self-assigned myself homework, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. as you were reading When Things Fall Apart by mm-hmm. Pima Children. Mm-hmm. That's, how we've children. Deci- that's how we've decided children to say it. Children is more elegant. Uh, children. Um, and that was to, you know, she talks about like letting the bad things go and letting the good things go like equally letting them pass so I don't remember exactly how we worded it in the book but I was just trying to notice whenever something really positive happened to me or maybe somebody complimented me or my work um, and just seeing how it felt to let that go and it it really shed an awareness on just how crazy stressful and insane the last week has been because it was like Wednesday and I was like nothing great has happened yet But it it was interesting just to have that awareness. And um, I uh, had a showrunner pull me aside and say some really, really lovely things. (gasps) Yay! Which, as we know, words of affirmation is not Not my love love language. language. So I took it and I tried to enjoy the moment just for being a lovely, quiet moment. But those words really don't sink in for me. Yeah. But what they meant he you know he was basically encouraging me to pursue something that I want to pursue and um and I I thought that's so nice that he said that I'm gonna get back to work and I I I, I as we've also talked about I also experienced this sort of foreboding joy mm-hmm. that Brene Brown talks about in Daring Greatly uh, which was a few episodes ago um, and so I'm trying to – I'm wondering if my foreboding joy isn't me already doing some of what Pima mm. Children is saying. Letting it go. Yeah, because I do tend to just be like, okay, this is where I am. This is where I am. And and I think I called you earlier this week and was like, I'm having a tough time mm-hmm. because sometimes resilience is like a muscle and I feel like I want to – sometimes I'm better at going, I'm good with where I am. Versus, no, I want to be there. I want to be up there. You know, oh, so, so, so it's it's just something that I was clocking. So I thought it was a really good exercise and just gave me more awareness in general. Like, I think what I got out of, of that homework assignment wasn't even like, cool, I can let good things go. But it was just noticing, oh, oh, is something I'm judging as good happening or something I'm judging as bad happening and mm, being aware. Mm. So thank you so much. Thank you for self-assigning that amazing piece. Yeah. I will say when you were like, Oh, I had this lovely moment where somebody was saying nice things. I'm ready to lead, let it go. There's a part of me that's like, no, let that one stay. Misty. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, well, all right. Okay, so who is our guest today? I, I am, mean, I'm sitting right next to I him. I am I'm so touching him, excited. But I'm going to let you introduce okay, him. I am so excited to be sitting across from 
Greg Beckett, who is a board-certified hypnotist yes. and a certified instructor yes. of the Simpson Protocol. Yes. Greg, welcome. Yay. Hi. Hi. Thank Hi. you for being here. Thanks for having me. My first question. Yes. Is the Simpson Protocol some sort of doomsday life-ending protocol? No. It sounds like something on 24, the TV show 24. They'd be no. like, there's a nuclear missile heading this way. Engage, Engage the, the Simpson, Simpson protocol. protocol. Oh my gosh, references, I have no clue. <laughs> no, you're doing great. Just do what I do most of the time, which is I just, just to go, smile, oh. but it doesn't come across. Uh, yeah, exactly. right. You can tell your energy. I'm just smiling and looking pretty. I'm assuming, yes. I'm using context clues to assume that the Simpson protocol has to do with hypnotherapy. It does. Um, I consider myself, my, for my title, I like motivational hypnotist. Uh-huh. Um, some people uh, do hypnotherapists. Some people do hypnotists. It depends upon what part of the country you are and mm-hmm. legalities and things. Mm. And for me, um, I'm a hypnotist. I use the tool of hypnosis to help people move forward, hence motivational hypnotist. Oh, great. Yeah. So mostly, do you are most of your clients, do they come to you when they feel blocked in some way or like they've hit a plateau in their lives or what What does that sort of look like? They've been like, dragged by their it, significant it, other. It, it's like I already have my like right left eyebrow up going, okay, don't you always go to somebody or that's the only time you go to somebody is when you're blocked. And, I get uh, Yeah, we only take medicine when we're sick, right? right? right so it's kind of, or right. like go to physical therapy when we're injured. Well, maybe, I'm never like, maybe I feel somebody's great, like, let's go. I'm doing great, but I know I can do better. That's true. Oh, yeah. That too. Yes. But, that's yeah. like the 1% of people. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I think uh, I'm going to talk off. I'm going to talk off. Yeah. Please. He's we, ready to we, talk we, off. We <laughs> talk off. Uh-huh. Uh, we usually don't make change unless we're in pain. So whatever yes. level of pain that is, and we also learn through pain typically. Yes. I mean, yes. do we really? Sometimes we learn through joy. Yeah. That this is exciting or whatever, but we don't move forward unless we're having a problem with something. Oh we're my not, god, that is so profound. Yes. We don't really make a change unless we're pain. In pain. Is right. like the worst and best teacher, and worse because it's the fucking worst way to learn. Yeah. Although I get yet, to say fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, Wasn't sure. Oh, this is yeah. an explicit <laughs> podcast. Please, please do with frequency. Sorry, oh, listeners. And by the way. This is something that's come up a few times in the last few weeks. My friends have said, oh, man, we could share your podcast with so many more people if you just didn't swear as much, to which oh, I said, well, fuck I'm that. so fucking no. sorry. <laughs> is that no. too fucking well, bad? Well, the thing is, it's not It's not for shock value. It's how we talk. And I don't want to change how I talk. Oh, real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thank real. You. Yeah, I, thank you. Uh, clients come in and I... I meet them and we do this talk and stuff. And I say, by the way, I curse. If that's a problem, let me know and I'll try to, yeah. but I don't know if I will. And then we go on. I well, was you know, like t- born in a shipyard. That's how I talk. Thank you. I'm sure your mom would love you saying that. <laughs> She's not here right now. When I brought her home a from the shipyard. shipyard. Thank you. Yes, yes. A, a very clean a sterile and clean shipyard. Um, well, you know, Tony Robbins uses the technique of shocking people out of their patterns by sort of screaming, you know, curse words and crazy things at them to shock them into change. So... Anyway, I'm just going to say it's a tool. Cool. <laughs> it is a tool, there. actually. Back to you. Yes, sure. <laughs> Can you tell us what is hypnotism? Hypnosis. Hypnosis. Let's, let's, yeah, no, no. Hypnotism oh, the is the practice of hypnosis. Oh, great. Right? Great. So hypnosis, people have a lot of um, uh, conflicting views or they have these ideas of what it is and stuff. And so I like to talk about it is a focused concentration. Mm-hmm. You're actually mm-hmm. more in control during hypnosis than other times. We're always actually in hypnosis if you want to look at it that way. When you go to a movie, um, my favorite is this movie analogy. If you go to a movie and it's a really good movie and you buy into the story and you're really in it, people are drinking their soda, the straw, you know, Mm -hmm. up and down, popcorn, Mm -hmm. but you don't even hear it. And it seems like the movie is only an hour or 30 minutes or 
it's not like the two hours that it actually is. Mm-hmm. There's a time distortion. That's trance. You've bought into the trance. You've focused in, and it's a time distortion. So that's what trance and hypnosis is. Now, if it's a horrible movie, all you hear is, is the strong. behind me. The, someone just even moving. Uh-huh. You just can't wait to get out. You're checking your phone. You're not what focused. Time you're is. not into it. Yeah. Or someone's light goes on on their phone way down the way, and you're like, ah. So that's you know. So it's a it's a form of trance, which we're always in when you drive a long distance. And oh my god, how did I Sound get here? Or when you head, pass yeah. your exit, you pass your exit. Yes. And you're like, how did I pass? Or how did I get home? Yeah. Yes. Or yeah. how about this? And you go to work the same way, and you go, did I stop at the stop sign? Yes. Yeah, you can't remember <laughs> yeah, the drive. That's what it's it's <laughs> like that. Um, or even like if you're having a really good conversation with a friend and you you can't realize how much time is. Yeah, you're having coffee. Oh, I'll meet you for thirty minutes, and it's two hours later. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And I I would say the first thing that comes to mind when you say that is how many of us want a break from reality, so we go home to binge watch that Netflix show or the that's rise of streaming trance. TV. because we Absolutely. want to be in that sort of state of not thinking actively and focused on just one thing. Am I a master of self-hypnosis? You may Depends be, Depends on what you do during the trance. <laughs> I binge watch a Netflix show. Right, but imagine being in trance and then sort of sensing, feeling, imagining yourself making changes in your life, seeing yourself different, seeing yourself successful, seeing yourself in that sort of way instead of just focusing on everybody else, you turn it inward and I you work on yourself. I am not a master you of self-hypnosis. I am also a novice. <laughs> it's also you. really good like when you're going to sleep, when you're not awake but not asleep. Yes. And, and you have thoughts before you go to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, about being better or changing or how can we, you know, work on something and letting your mind and your subconscious work on that and you get up in the morning. Also, when you're awakening to kind of just work on yourself before you get up for the day. So is that is that pretty similar to the um, the state that you're in when you're in hypnosis? Yeah, it's sort of it's that like between. That yeah. And so what what happens when someone's in that state and why is that effective to help them get over blocks? Well, it's allowing your conscious mind to kind of move away and bring the subconscious forward to do some work. People have also a misconception that they're not going to hear anything. Right. They can actually hear everything. Let's say um, in my office, I used to have a dog next door. Because my office is actually behind my home, a detached office, blah, blah, blah. So there was a dog next door that would bark every once in a while. And so I would just tell them anything you hear, whether it's the dog barking or whatever, you get more and more relaxed. Because you can still have chatter even in your own brain. Sure. Oh, yeah. But you're still allowing that subconscious to come forward. The big question that people say is, can I be hypnotized? I'm like, I don't know. Can you? Uh, Or at a party. I can't be hypnotized. I'm like, oh, Mm. okay. But the real truth is, is if you can learn something new, then you can take a suggestion, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're suggestible, then you can learn how to relax and do hypnosis. Are there different levels of suggestibility? Yeah, there is. And it could be different every day for the same person or different times. There has to be a willingness. Sure. If someone comes to my office, I'll always, when we're getting ready to do the hypnosis, if they choose to, and I'll say, hey, are you ready to do some hypnosis today? I look for that agreement because then we're both on the same place. Even if they're consciously a little bit nervous or my job is rapport is to make them very comfortable with themselves and with me so it allows it to happen because the more we're in rapport. open that space and that dynamic. So it sounds like you can't forcibly hypnotize somebody. No. At least not what I do. You know, I'm not the end-all be-all um, right. Dictionary and encyclopedia of hypnosis. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's how I mean, it's portrayed, like in movie, right? Right. You know, right. On uh, TV what was that shows. one? Get out. Get out. When she's or, stirring the tea. Well, oh God, uh, that scene. And that was like an anchor. There are things like anchors and things like that that you can do. Like, um, I'm going to reach out and touch you. Is that okay? Of so let's say we. I, I, I talked to. Oh, there you go. I, we <laughs> talk about sense. something, and I and I take your wrist and I grab your wrist, and I'll have you remember that feeling. Yes. 
to anchor whatever emotion you're in, that okay. sort of thing. Everything we do is, in my viewpoint, is about emotions. And there's different kinds of hypnotists. There's some that are about feeling and energy and that sort of thing, even though everything is energy in my viewpoint. And other people are more logical-based. And it's both are correct. There's no one way. We could be in hypnosis now, in trance, because we're having this focused conversation in this area, and we're really excited about what we're doing, and time's flying. I do feel really focused and in trance. I As you were too. saying that, I was like, I am aware that I have this like sort of warm, fuzzy feeling in my head that it's is just It's my super. voice. It is. Greg, <laughs> doesn't have he have an amazing voice? voice? He's our new third podcast host. Yeah. Forever. forever. Um, yeah. Okay, so fascinating. So... Um, when somebody is working with you, I know mm-hmm. like lots of different therapies have different kind of projected timelines, right? So like cognitive behavioral therapy says like we work on one issue for 26 sessions. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. Or talk therapy is kind of, there is no specific timeline, and I've done, et cetera. I've done talk therapy and things yes. like that. Had therapists yes. for years who I still love and will see every once in a while. She has my history. Yeah. Um, and, sh- and I have therapists that send people to me. Yeah. Because I'm a hypnotist, um, uh, my parameters are a little bit broader because I'm I'm not dealing with, I don't diagnose, I don't prescribe any of that kind of stuff. So we're having conversation and working through things like people come a lot of times for anxiety and depression and everybody's, now, I shouldn't say everybody and always because that's also incorrect. Right, 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 right. But a lot of us, including myself, we need to be special. Mm-hmm. in this world. We're trying to find our way to be special. We are. We talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. And so being special is, you know, if you're not Britney Spears and, and that famous by the time you're 22, you're wash up and right. who am I? And I have anxiety. And yes, we have a lot of heightened stress is yeah. the way I look at it. Because then you can actually handle it possibly. Right, yeah. right. It just depends on how you look at it. Whatever you believe is true. Huh. Mm-hmm. Right? If your perception is this, then it's true for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Missy's like, I got a little cleaning up to do in my perception. Well, no, I'm, I'm slipping Greg's business card into my pocket. But we're right living now. our life in our own perception. I have my yeah. issues. I'm not saying I know everything for everybody, but I'm learning all the time for me. And there's certain things that I have. Um, what are they called? Blockages on, mm-hmm. whether it's moving forward with my business or whatever. And sometimes getting frustrated enough to actually move forward is teaching me stuff about myself. If you pay attention, it's a signal. It's it's learning about you and what you need to move forward. Right. Right? Does that make right. sense? That yes, it does. It's like you were saying that pain is, we don't really move forward until we're in pain. You don't really change yeah, until typically. we have pain. So I guess my, my my question that I really want to know is, is there kind of like a set number of sessions that somebody oh, might it. expect? Yeah, how, how, fast does it, how fast does it work? It could, it could be one session. Mm-hmm. It could be three, five. Um, everybody's different. Sure. There are times like someone might come to me, people like to come for fear of flying. I call it, no, 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 no. Let's set an appointment for joy of flying. Mm-hmm. So I'm already changing their perspective of what they're coming to me for. I don't want them to come to me for fear. I want you to come to me for joy. What are you moving towards? Mm -hmm. Not what you're afraid of, right? Greg, I am terrified of flying and the turbulence. Like there was a a turbulence emergency on a plane that came, I think, from, no, 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 yesterday, Turkey to JFK, 45 minutes out, 30 people were taken to the hospital. Mm -hmm. The drink cart flipped on my little sister's last flight. Um, There was the one that took off from LAX a few weeks ago where the drink cart hit the ceiling and injured the flight attendant. Like there's all, the turbulence is getting worse and worse, but but I'm You know why it's worse? Wait a minute. It's worse and worse because that's what you're focusing on. That's right. No, it's statistically worse. It's- it is statistically worse. It is. And you're looking and for the statistics. It's and still statistically the most safest form of travel. 
Right, but that doesn't mean it doesn't scare the absolute ever-loving no. shit out of me when because... I'm in the air. But because I fear loss of control, I'm very aware. That's ed- Amazing. Yes. But but also like there's also like the pilots who fly the planes into mountains. My, look, my dad was a pilot. You'd think I'd be chill. I'm so not chill. Like Heather, my sister, soloed a plane before she ever drove a car by herself. That's our family. Yeah. I am so not chill about flying. Can I please make an appointment with you? <laughs> sure. I, I think what he's going to do, the first thing is he's going to ask you to change the way that you talk about it. I well, love flying. It's so relaxing. No, 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 no. But you know what? What's interesting, like something like uh, flying or other things, there's many different ways to go about it through hypnosis. Huh. I may, depending upon who you are and what the issues are, we'll talk about control because that's usually a lot of it. Um, but also, too, there's something called an initial sensitizing event for most of our things in our lives, the first time you felt that way. Do you want to know what it was? Can I tell you? I feel like the story's worthwhile. I'm sorry to, <laughs> to interrupt you. We'll get right back to it. What are you interrupting me? This is part of the conversation. <laughs> so my dad was a jet pilot, and it would be uh, small jets like Westwinds and Citations, like the kind of jet you would, uh, you know, private jet you would transport an athlete in or an organ or air ambulance. And one time the plane was going from... Uh, where we lived in Florida, to St. Petersburg. It was like a 20-minute flight. There was going to be an empty leg to St. Petersburg both ways. And my dad said, hey, my company's got this empty leg going. Do you girls? We were like seven and eight, my my sister and I. And he said, do you want to go to St. Petersburg for the afternoon? We said, yeah, that'd be great. Let's hop in the jet and go. Sounds very fancy, but it's just like hitching a ride with a friend. Um, like if if my dad had been a limo driver, it's like we have this, you know. We're on board. Thank you. Great. So I'm feeling self-conscious about I'm it. I'm here. So, just keep going. Yeah. So we get up in the air. It's like 20-minute flight to St. Petersburg. And we find that the gear won't come down. The gear are the wheels. You cannot land without the gear. Take so, a breath. Thank you. So what do we start doing? We start, Lisa, stop it. No, you're doing a great job, but I love that you were like, there's usually a, He's like, a sense, right? And, and she's like, oh my God, I know so what it is. Imagine taking a car and swerving it from left to right across the lanes. That's what we did with the plane. We take the nose and we literally, physically try to shake the gear down, right? That doesn't work. The indicator light still isn't coming on that the gear is down. We cannot land this plane without the wheels down. So what do we start doing? We start pulling up hard on the plane and slamming it back down. So imagine you're facing forward and then all of a sudden you're facing the ceiling and pulling G's and then slamming it back down. And I'm facing backwards because it's in (laughs) this private jet. We're screaming. The pilot's saying like, shut up. You know, I have to concentrate, et cetera. So after a few maneuvers of this, we're all panicking. The gear isn't coming down. We've used every protocol. The pilot, because of course my dad was just a passenger on that, not flying this one. But the pilot smacks his hand on the instrument panel in frustration and the light blinks on. We think the problem might have just been with the light and not the gear. Anyway, we turn around. We land at the original airport. We're totally fucking devastated. <laughs> and my dad says, well, they still have to make the trip because it's to transport an organ. Do you girls want to get on the other jet and go? Because it was a small fleet. And we said, no, thank you. <laughs> you just didn't get back up on that horse, did you? Would you? Would you honestly have? Would you? I, would I, you? I've been kicked. I've been, I've been bucked. And literally on horses, yeah. and I've gotten back up so that I wasn't afraid. I'm I not, did I'm get not on judging another jet. Right, but I've I'm not judging that. But everything then. you just told me in that story, you have now re ingrained everything even deeper. Oh, damn it. 
right? Okay. Because you're seeing it and reliving it. And every time you relive it, you're putting it more and more in. Mm, you're forming that neural pathway even stronger. Oh. So what we could do, let's say, if this was either longer or you come to see me or whatever, we can have you envision it without any color. There's just different ways to do it, like without any color, without any emotion, to get mm. it to where all the emotions drained the out facts. of it. Right, okay. right, to where it doesn't affect you that way anymore. <sighs> okay. Does that make sense? Yes. And there's ways to do that. Okay. But everything's about emotion, which really is about energy. Hmm. And so tapping, so getting... A client. So if in you were a, in that emotion, I could stop you. Mm. A good Tony Robbins thing. If you look up on YouTube and stuff, mm-hmm. and they say, "Okay, you already know how. To, how do you want to feel? Excited. Excited. Relaxed. Or, safe. Okay. Relaxed. Now, what does that look like to you? Mimosas. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Wait. No. Your mom's what? I said mimosas. Oh, mimosas. Um, okay. So think of mimosas, relaxed and stuff. And uh, sunshine. Uh, so on so my face. take a breath. No, no, you, that's bullshit. That was a real shallow that's breath. Like, <laughs> it was because I'm stressed. I'm right, asking you to take a friggin' breath. Do what he's doing. Take a breath. You're looking at me. They can't see it, but you're looking at me. Huh. Take a deep breath. Do your Mark Eisner breath right now. You are I'm in, tra- I have to unbutton my unbutton pants. I'm pants. sorry. They're high-rise skinny jeans. Okay, sorry, good. Greg. Why are you pausing <sighs> me? Now, that's still a bullshit breath. I know. I can't catch my breath. <sighs> Close your eyes and take a breath. Mimosas. <laughs> there you go. Mimosas. Drinks. Sun relaxed. Right? Yeah. Right? So now take that feeling and walk into sitting in a plane. Oh, uh, they're conflicting. Nope. Right? Have mimosas sitting in the plane. <laughs> The plane's not going anywhere. No one's asked it to take off. Let's oh, say you're having okay. a party. So okay. you've already jumped ahead about what I could have. happen. <laughs> <laughs> the brain is I'm amazing, I'm booking my next it? birthday party but, but, on a plane. But do you understand? I've just yeah. had to have a party on a plane, and you've already taken right. off, and oh my gosh, I'm afraid. We could stop that right. and get you comfortable. Even and just the, reframe it step by step. There's a lot of reframe, yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. So thank you for that. And sure. I, I'm not going to drag us through an entire process here. Well, it's but really helpful it's, to kind of understand. Right. Where you right. go with like that. a peak of how that looks, yeah. Because yeah, I, I look at I look at at things in that we have different parts of us, even though it's all us. It's not like a Sybil thing. If anybody knows that mm-hmm. reference, yeah. it's just parts of us that we have things that are captured in certain ages and certain things. Yeah, and and we do things without even knowing. But you went right away to that when I said there's an age, and you're like, oh my gosh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So imagine in hypnosis going to that place for somebody, and it could have been like, let's say someone has an issue with spiders. It has nothing to do with them, right? Oh, Lisa's raising her hand. Oh, do you hi. have an issue with spiders? <laughs> wow, look at I've gotten better. Greg, how have, are you can, getting to the core of our fears? Well, I feel like those are too pretty flying yeah. and I've never had a spider person. It's just a reference. You know. A spider person? <laughs> That's your name now. <laughs> I will <But> say, the- <laughs> I, I know of a couple. I've always been afraid of spiders. I feel like it's a human thing to be afraid of. That's like. Well, here's what I was going is that it could have been as a child, let's say a child's playing on the floor or something and their mom's in the room. A mom sees a spider and, and freaks out. And that energy, that you, like, thought, that process takes that fear. it on, yeah. right? Yeah. It takes it on. And so they are learning that they should be afraid. Yeah. But if you take them back to that spot, at, in hypnosis, back to that age regression, and they see that they relive that, they remember, sense, and it's their mother getting upset. Oh, and then they can, you can sort of negotiate with the adult and the sure. kid within their own, your own mind. Sure. Right. Of letting go of that energy or that thought and realizing, oh my gosh. 
yeah, that's one way of going about it. There's sure, other ways too. Sure. That's just my style. And I so love that. Does the hypnotic state? Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Or is it sure. a state of hypnosis? Sure. Yeah. Does that help accelerate that process, or just tap back into those sort You're of going, long buried? It's memories? allowing you to go to those memories and those feelings, or even create. I'll, a lot of times, I'll do sense, feeling, knowing. Sense, mm. feel, know, imagine, see. Everybody's different. So if you may even imagine something. Okay, so you imagine it, but if it helps you do what you need to do, like past life regression, I wasn't there because I do past life regression. I wasn't there. Some people have come up with dates and been able to make things mesh for them or allow themselves to see that it was real for them. There's also religions that totally believe in reincarnation. I come, I'm in the middle ground, you know, show me, you know, I'm, I'm not, right. everything's exact, everybody's different. So. With past life regression, sense, feel, imagine. Sometimes people think they're making it up, but if it's their mind coming up with something that's a metaphor for their issue that they're working on, how great is that? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Whatever tools help you yeah. to move All forward. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis, too. You can only go there if you're willing to go there. Mm-hmm. Because your mind is the one that ultimately it's has to make up. the change and do the work. So I just facilitate. I'm curious. I I feel like when we talk about hypnosis, and this is my own judgment, but it seems to lean more to the sort of, you know, there's the practical side, and then there's what we call more like the woo-woo sort of spiritual side. Do you find that it leans more heavily into one or the other, or do you find it's more I think there's practitioners that are maybe more of the scientific. There's some that are more spiritual, Mm -hmm. and there's some that are in the middle. It's about people finding the right one for them, just Mm -hmm. like a dentist Mm -hmm. or a a therapist or um, a... Any practitioner. But it's, you know, people a that do... Physical therapist. Or an orthopedic yeah. surgeon. The person. right shoe for your foot, <laughs> right? you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So if somebody were interested in um, getting hypnosis and they weren't here in LA, because yeah. of yeah. Avi, they're going to come to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of questions should they ask or what kind of things should they look for? Um... Wow, that's an interesting question. Well, Look how I stall. <laughs> that's an interesting question. No, that's not a stall. I think that, that <laughs> no, that's, shows me that's that you actually, that I asked a smart that's question. That's great self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's a, uh, I love it. I think it's important to jive, well, you know, to mm-hmm. meld well. Ask, mm-hmm. ask, okay, um, okay, if I'm going to see a hypnotist, what would I ask? I guess that's where I need to go. Yeah, or are there any like red flags that people should look out for? I don't know because what is their issue? Someone might be good at what, like, you don't want to work with someone that's work. As a hypnotist, I do not want to work outside of my scope. Got it. There's some people that are incredible at pain management, oh. even for um, surgeries and mm-hmm, things like that, mm-hmm. but that's not mine. Right. That's I'm not as comfortable at this time. I've done it, but I'm not as comfortable at this time with that. So I send, I refer out for that. So is it impolite to ask somebody what's their scope? No. Is this in your scope? And there's mm-hmm. good hypnotists will always send out because we always know other people that are good at something that we don't necessarily do ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many people that they just do sports or they just do pain or they just do past life or they they specialize in different things and then there's generalists mm-hmm. just right. like doctors or right. lawyers okay. or I I never it. realized that. Yeah. And yeah. how how big is the um hypnotist community in Los Angeles? In your estimation, I mean like is it is it sort of a Three small million. I mean, people, when you say community, is it people that use it or people that are oh, I mean practitioners? There's a lot of them. I don't yeah. know a lot of them. Um, there's a really cool conference that I go to. There's a couple of conferences and groups and things that I, that I attend. Uh, Hypnothoughts Live, it's a conference that I teach at. And there's 
900, 1,000 hypnotists that go every summer and teach and learn. Here in LA? Uh, It's in Las Vegas. Oh. But there's, from all over the world, people go Mm -hmm. to learn and grow and change and teach each other. Absolutely. Because you were saying before we started rolling that the Simpson Protocol, there's only two teachers of it in the United States, and you're one of them. Yes. Right? Yes. So is that what you do at this conference? Um, I teach other hypnotists how to use the Simpson Protocol, or I do a two-day course for them, or a four-day course, depending, I do that here in LA too, or I, you know, yeah. And that's Oh, the Simpson (laughs) Is this when we launch the nuclear codes? Oh, yes. 24, is that the show that I don't know about? Look, you do. Listen, I've never watched it it either. I still don't. Please don't come attack me, listeners. I haven't seen it. I will. I'll get there. Get off my I'm back. I'm more of a Sense8 kind of guy. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. I haven't watched that either. Yeah. Sad is nodding his head. He likes that. Yeah. I'm more of a pull dark, marvelous Mrs. Maisel, good place and secure kind of gal. Watched that too, Mrs. Maisel. Oh, isn't it brilliant? I haven't. Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Oh, I just finished oh, that. Oh, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Pen 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? Um, Simpson Protocol. Um, Briefly. It's really cool. Uh, typically, we have the conscious and subconscious, mm-hmm. but she's brought in working with the superconscious, that part of you that knows all about yourself or that collective consciousness or soul, whatever someone wants to think of it, it is. You got to remember when we're coming up with words and um, constructs, words are just to help people understand. If we didn't need words for our conscious, we'd be communicating with nothing at all, right? Mm-hmm. This is this reminds me of A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. So what's really cool is that with this protocol, um, there's a lot of idiomotor response, which means we, we work in a yes and no finger. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I already know what the no finger is. <laughs> no, everybody has their own. I know everybody what mine is. Own. I know what mine, mine is. Might be it's a thumbs up. Mine's a thumbs up. <laughs> For the no? Yeah. <laughs> it's very so confusing. What happens is we can work with a client without ever them telling us what the issue is. Mm. Because they're working in a deep state of hypnosis with themselves. Mm. Um, we do some foundation work finding out um, how the soul felt when it was coming into this world. How loved, accepted, um, how worthy, how um, confident, all of that. And everybody has a different number. We do a one through 10 Mm -hmm. and then bring them all up to tens Mm. and we do some soul work. This is a little bit more in the woo-woo for some people and and, and not for others, you know? Right, right. um, Then we... um, when we actually doing the work, we ask, can we, to the superconscious, because I no longer ask, let's say, you or you, Misty or Lisa. Lisa uh-huh. Yeah, see, I met you already and I you know your name. Yes. Um, so I, would, I wouldn't be addressing you anymore. I'd be addressing your superconscious and asking questions. Um, is it okay to bring up the feelings that you're coming here to work with? And you may not even know what it is. You may just feel uh, something. Mm-hmm. But there's always a feeling that comes up and we take a, a reading on it like a one through 10 and where you feel it in your body and then we put it in comfort again, bring it back down. And then are there any experiences that the conscious mind needs to know about mm. that cause or affects this issue? Which is more much like an age regression. If it's a yes, then we say, please go to that first feeling. And there it is, inside or outside, alone or with others, day or night. Um, and that's how, when you're telling the yes or mm-hmm, no. Got yep. it. And, or this will be verbal. There's very short verbals. Um, how old are you? Four, seven, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And how is that seven-year-old feeling afraid? So when we ask that super conscious and if there's any guidance or whatever to shift, change, release whatever needs to be done and to move it to extreme positive. Hmm. So when it's moved to the extreme positive, we'll say, okay, verbally, how do they feel now? Good. Well, that's not good enough. We want extreme positive. Mm-hmm. What's from fearful or whatever it was before? What? How about confident? Let's find. We just ask to bring it to a higher level. Right. Right. And then we go through all the possible 
that the conscious needs to know about, uh, uh, experiences that the conscious mind needs to know about, but there may be none. Or once it's done, we say, take all the experiences that um, that cause or affect this issue, re- reassess, reevaluate, shift, change, release, do whatever needs to be done to move it all to the positive. And it doesn't even stop there. We go to... Are there any imprints, impressions, thoughts, or ideas that cause or affect this issue? Wow. Are there any fears? Are, was this created to punish you? Mm. Was it created to protect you? So you tackle cre- all of the feelings, sensory, psychological. All the emotions, all kinds of stuff. And it, sound, it sounds like it's based on a theory that our super conscious knows, knows every, everything. Absolutely. Right? High five me, please. Thank you. I get a high five. Oh, Lisa. I'll take it from Lisa, Lisa too. Got a oh, wow. One. Well, I could have done it up here. There you go. Thank you. So, Greg, but exactly. This is... But all change work, right? Mm-hmm. When we're talking about helping, go fucking help yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Is about <laughs> yourself. Yeah. People can yeah. only guide you to do what you're, with your willingness to do what you need to do. Hypnosis may be great for someone and not for someone else because it's not where they're at. Yeah. Right. It's right. okay. You have to be open to receiving the information. Absolutely. Right. So, Greg, where can people find you if they want to find you? For this oh my gosh. amazing, are you telling me we're done already? We've well, been tranced out. We, I know. I do feel tranced. I know. Um, I know. Let's see. I'm in Los Angeles. You can find me on Facebook, of course, or Yelp. Uh, Greg Beckett, motivational hypnotist, and that's spelled uh, G R E G for Greg uh-huh. and B E C K E T T. Double T, yes, for Beckett. Yep. I also have two T's at the end of my name. Yeah. I feel yeah. you. Uh-huh. And um, hypnosisla.com. Great. Oh, uh, I, oh, great. Yeah. And they'll find all your contact information on there yeah. if they want to set up yeah, an they appointment. Can, you know, people Google now and everything. And they they do. They stuff. Google and everything. Yeah. And, and I'm just learning. It. So, yeah. you know. And is the hypnosis, um, can people do a practice? It has to be done in person or can you Skype? Do I it? actually do Skype. Okay. I do Zoom awesome. uh, hypnosis. I have clients oh, I in New Zoom. York Zoom or in Zoom is an amazing platform. Yeah. Nice. Know that um, you were asking, I'm going to go back to an original question because yes. I know we're kind of yeah, winding down. Yeah, is please. it for some people, it's one session, some it's three, some it's like for me, I like to do if someone comes in, they know that they have an option of paying for that session or buying a package, mm-hmm. which every, every hypnotist has their own way. But sure. it's, I like and how long is a session? Everybody's different. For me, we'll talk about me. Yeah. I it, it's an hour and a half to two hours the first time, then it's oh, an wow. hour to an hour and a half. I am not the type that's um scheduled by the clock. Got it. I like to give space because I don't want to stop someone mid-tier. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's lovely. Another thing that I think is really cool is whether you're going to a hypnotist or a Reiki pra- practitioner or any kind of doctor, anybody, um, and I like to think of them all as change workers, Yeah. yeah. no matter who you go to, you may have a certain expectation. Be open to whatever it is. And whether you get what you think you're supposed to get or not, you got exactly what you're supposed to get to either receive what you needed mm-hmm. from them to either move on yes. or to move forward with them. I love all the trust that. that sounds like it's involved because it's, I trust that my superconscious knows everything. I trust that I'm getting exactly what I need out of this appointment. Like, I really like that that vibe of trust. That's, and that's that's comes for me from just... Looking at myself and taking full responsibility for my choices, mm. that's a whole nother conversation because mm. my favorite book in the world that I give to most clients is The Four Agreements. We're going to cover that. We're going to cover that. Spoiler alert, everybody. It's oh coming gosh. up soon. That's yeah. my, that is my life-changing yeah. go-to. It's very accessible. It's, it's, it's such it's, a nice, an easily digestible to, book. I, I actually teach a class with hypnosis and the four agreements <gasps> together. Cool. Like a six-part class. Um, yeah. 
Oh my God, let us know when that's coming up. Yeah, I'll have to put it on the calendar because yeah, I haven't done my calendar lately. Yeah. Greg, it has been such a pleasure. I had I Thanks. knew nothing about hypnotism or hypnosis <laughs> Only before. what we see in the movies, which is not no. real. Do you pluck, have pluck, a pluck. pocket exactly. watch that you swing back right. and forth? That's just to relax the eyes now. We just ask you to close them, please. <laughs> that's amazing. Greg, thank you so thank much. You. We can't thank, thank you, you enough. And, and listeners, if you have any questions for us or follow-up questions, let us know. We'll get in touch if, if there's any any really thought-provoking ones mm-hmm. that need to be answered and as life. always oh, oh life, life is abundant <laughs> <laughs> go help yourself a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less was produced by misty stinnett lisa linky and matt sav our theme song was also written by matt sav he's amazing <laughs> do you want to get in touch you do email us at go help yourself podcast at gmail.com and you know you can also find us on the social medias instagram at go help yourself podcast twitter at ghy podcast or check out our website go help yourself and if you liked our podcast please subscribe rate and review us on itunes to help other people discover our show it's really the least you can do and why don't you tell all of your friends bye, bye.